Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of 3536 Sports Podcast. Um, here with Brian and Mo. Um, great week of college football. Great first week of NFL. None of the games went I thought the way, the way I thought they would go. Um, NFL especially. I went 0-5, as you guys saw. Finally turned it around in college and went 8-2. So I'm finally back on track there. Um, both the boys here back on the train of being over 500. I sadly am not there yet. As a podcast, we are. Thanks to t- these two picking up the back end. I'm really not helping much, honestly. Um, college, I'm, I'm coming around on college. I, I'm seeing the college board. I'm seeing it clear. I, I kind of, It almost is easier for me to bet college because it's much, it's much more reliable for me to bet on not who's going to dominate, but the fact that the other team will make more mistakes just because they're young college kids. Pro, I tried to bet NFL games like I bet pro games. I bet Titans minus five and a half to the Giants. And the truth is, is the Giants, even being the Giants, don't mess up enough to lose to a touchdown to a team like that. Like, so I don't even know. I mean, the Eagles, we'll get to that later, but dude, up by that much and you couldn't even fucking cover like, excuse my language, but Jesus, man. Anyway, um, we'll go through our picks here. We'll go, uh, like we did last week, 10 college, five NFL, not gonna lie, boys. It was kind of hard to find picks this week and the NFL side that were, you know, lines worth taking, especially now that the spreads are getting larger when I thought the spreads were large last week and they didn't cover. Um, but the one thing that sticks out to me in college, which I'll get to, is the underdogs. Um, there's underdogs like crazy this week that I don't think should be underdogs, and I'm all over that. So um, I'll go ahead and start off since I had the best record in college, and then we'll go we'll go around the clock. Um, my first game, I got Purdue minus one and a half for Syracuse. Uh, Purdue looked great against Penn State. They looked great last week when they played that no-name team, but still – um, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're three games in. Syracuse is also 2-0, and kind of playing out of their mind a little bit. Um, they beat Louisville, which was a shock to me. I thought Louisville minus four was a lock. Um, Louisville and Syracuse always seem to go at it, and Louisville usually gets the better of them. But, you know, they beat the brakes off of Louisville. Yeah, I know. What they're doing over in Syracuse is pretty special. I just don't think it's like creeping up on a, on a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team special. So give me Purdue minus one and a half there. Um, second game here, this team dominated Central Michigan last week, but I think it was more of Central Michigan doing terrible than this team doing amazing. Um, and this, uh, give me UCLA minus 15 and a half for South Alabama. Um, mostly just because, I mean, firepower. I mean, I don't see how any there's any position on UCLA's team that's worse than a South Alabama's player. Uh, I'm sure South Alabama's going to come out like underdogs, fiery, hungry. Um, nothing to lose, but UCLA in my mind, especially the way they're playing now, just too good to to keep that one close. UCLA has won both games by over twenty. They've scored forty both times, um, so they're they're clicking like they've probably never been clicking in DTR's career at least, especially since Chip Kelly's been there. Um, third game here, I like the way this team looked against a Big Ten team. Granted, it was Nebraska. Give me Georgia Southern plus eleven and a half versus UAB. Um, UAB is kind of a shell of what they were last year. I bet them the other day. Uh, minus six and a half versus a bum team, and they actually let the bum team win. UAB sucks. Um, they're really overhyped to start the season. Their quarterback is nothing like the uh, Johnson the third like they had. Georgia Southern, I believe if they can beat Nebraska, they can keep it within two scores to UAB. I mean, I'm not asking for them to win. I'm just asking them to keep it within 12. Uh, fourth game, I, I mean, unless something's changed in the last four or five years, has Auburn not been an absolutely – shit show of a team and T- they're pretty terrible and tj finley tj finley who's auburn's starting quarterback everyone knows widely that he sucks he sucked at lsu he sucked when he came to auburn he's a big body for no reason 
give me Penn State minus three versus Auburn. I love Penn State there. Um, they were they, Sean Clifford and the boys kind of started the season slow. They started zero and two, but you know probably would have liked to see them dominate a little more, especially considering that game against Purdue was a three point spread and they almost lost that. Um, I think Auburn's not as good as Purdue. I think Penn State covers here. Um, if you go on DraftKings right now, you can actually get that minus three at plus one hundred. I did that. Uh, next game here, another surprise to me, and I get it because they lost to FSU, but this is still Brian Kelly and the boys. Give me LSU money line. They're two point underdogs. Um, to shit, I didn't even write it down. Oh, they're two point underdogs to Mississippi State. Two point underdogs to Mississippi State, and the game is in Baton Rouge. The game is at home for LSU, and they're two point underdogs to Mississippi State. If there's one, that's thing, a stay only game for me. Not there, even like that's. If there's one thing I know about uh, old boy from Mississippi State, um, Mike Leach, is that the guy doesn't have his team ready for big games. Every time I think Mississippi State's air raid is going to shred a team that's of any caliber, they get smoked. They might pull off an upset every now and then, but they're favorites here. Jane Daniels looked great against FSU towards the end. They came back. FSU's proven to be a team that can hold their own now, which is good. I mean, LSU is still LSU. They still got the five stars. They still got all the guys. They still have one of the best coaches in college, hate Brian Kelly or not. Um, them being two-point underdogs to Mississippi State at home is crazy to me. Um, next one, this is a homer pick. I mean, pick it if you want. I, I believe it's going to happen mostly because these two teams are really similar. I just think one team has the better quarterback, and it's not Maryland. I got SMU money line over Maryland. They're two-and-a-half-point underdogs. The game is in Maryland. Um Tua's brother, obviously, last year was lights out for most of the year until they ran into any talent. Obviously, SMU is a G5 team, so they're not going to be like one of those powerhouses that stops them. But kind of a homer pick. I like that pick there, SMU money line. Before you move on, did you see the over for that game? Yeah, it's 68, isn't it? No, it's 73 and a half. Dudes! Yeah. Yeah, nope. those, all those teams do is throw, literally. All Tua does is throw and all, all SMU does is throw. Um, next pick I got, and this one I really couldn't, and this is one of those games, like I almost feel trapped. Like we say this every year, but I really can't believe it. I mean, we just said it with Baylor last week and we were right. I really cannot believe this line. Michigan state is the number 11 team in the country and they're playing Washington with Penix at quarterback and they're three point underdogs. Michigan state, Michigan state money line all day long. I don't care if it's in Washington. I don't care if Washington's 2-0. They beat freaking Kent State and Portland State. They're not impressive. They've been playing shit talent. Michigan State is the better team. Tucker is a great coach. I was completely wrong about him. I got Michigan State money line all day versus Washington. They're three-point underdogs. So that's like plus 145 on the money line. That's a huge – that's a lot of money for that. Uh, last three here, give me FSU minus two and a half versus Louisville for reasons I already explained. FSU looks great. Nothing like they did the last two, three years. They've completely turned that program around. Their quarterback, Jordan Travis, is doing amazing. Uh, Louisville looks looks slow off the ball. They look like they are not who I thought they were going to be with Cunningham at quarterback. They had a bounce back week last, last week, but I still don't think they're FSU's lo- talent level right now, especially considering they're in the conference together. FSU is going to really want to get that one. Um Next one, give me Air Force, Wyoming. This game is on Friday night. Air Force, Wyoming, over 47. Um, Wyoming looked like shit against Illinois, and then last week they played Tulsa and they scored 40. Air Force has scored 40 or more both of their games. The over is 47. 
You give me Air Force Wyoming over 47 there. Um, last game, the only really basis I have behind this pick is that they both are in the same state, and I feel like the better of the two teams would get all the players from the same state. Give me UCF minus eight versus FAU. UCF with a huge letdown game last week. I think they bounce back here. FSU has kind of been playing out of their mind. They do have a quarterback in Nikhil Harry. That was a transfer portal quarterback from Miami. He got in some trouble. So they've been playing fairly well. But, I mean, anytime two, a G5 team plays a power – or a, a power five team. Anytime a American team plays a team to FAU's caliber and they're both from Florida, I'm going with the team that would get the most talent in the state if, if they were up for, like, debate. The best players in the state, if they had to choose between these two teams, are going to UCF. So I believe they have the best team. Minus eight isn't a stretch. It's a one-score game. Um, I, I think that's easy money. UCF minus eight versus FAU. My three locks of the day is going to be Michigan State money line, LSU money line, and Georgia Southern plus 11 and a half. I'll go ahead and save the NFL picks when we come back around. Yeah, yeah. I can go next. First one, I'm immediately going against you. I'm going Louisville money line versus Florida State. Honestly, for no other reasons other than I start off the year as a Florida State hater. I'm going to continue to be a Florida State hater. And it's a Louisville home game. So I think Willie Cunningham might be able to make some magic happen and just pull out this uh, slop fest game. Not slop fest as in like it's going to be a low scoring slop fest and like the defense on both teams is going to be doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, next one I have is Nebraska versus Oklahoma under 66 and a half. Uh, I, just, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where Nebraska gets rid of their head coach. Suddenly they're like, oh, interim head coach is in. We're fired up. Um, but then again, maybe this new coach is something special. I, they just don't really have that much talent on their team. I think they might be able to keep it close, but honestly, I just think Oklahoma is going to win it easily, and Nebraska just won't score a lot of points. I feel like that this, everybody's just demoralizing that team. Next one. The game was pretty low scoring last year, too, I'm pretty sure. Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska almost won. Like twenty four fifteen or something like that. Yeah, I think even closer than that. Nebraska almost won that game, and that's that game that OU uh, corner had one of the most insane interceptions I've ever seen in my life. That was the last game Rat- Rattler started for Oklahoma too. And speaking of Rattler, next game I have, and this is a lock: Georgia minus twenty four and a half for South Carolina. I've held on to the belief that Rattler has the skills He's to be a legitimate quarterback, but his his, I don't know, his mental, everything, his attitude, I think will just keep him forever being good. But last week, he just showed he's just dog shit. Yep. I was going to say, if you watch like, him versus. Attitude and everything aside. But, like, when he was at OU, he showed flashes of being legit. Like, he, he has the skill. I just. He also, I don't had, know if he he also had OU talent, though. Yeah. But just, he had the arm talent more than anything else. More than just, like, the hitting the receivers. Like, he had the arm talent. I don't know if just, like, arrogance and not want to practice or not really. Just whatever it is. This dude just sucks. He's not good. I, I just feel like he's like, I don't know what happened to him. He's just in panic mode. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make this whole Rattler thing, but it seems like whenever he gets the ball, he just immediately gets in and starts sprinting away. I don't know if that's South Carolina's O-line or what, but if their O-line is really, really bad also. Okay. Well, even better. If they were doing that against, I don't remember who the hell they played last Arkansas. week. Yeah, if they are doing it against Arkansas, who's, these Georgia players are going to literally eat him like some barbecue chicken. Yeah. Uh, next game here, uh, another homer pick, but come on. Iowa State minus 18 and a half versus Ohio. One, it's Ohio. Come on. Two, Iowa State's probably riding pretty high after that win against Iowa, filing in that dub, and I'll speak more on that later on. Uh, not really much to go in this game. I just, Ohio, Iowa State's a way better team than Ohio. For a MAC team, Ohio uh, with brutal back to backs playing Penn State at Penn State and Iowa State at Iowa State back to back. That sucks. That is really tough. And I'm glad that for they a had Penn team? State. 
So they played Penn State last week, right? Yeah, and they got shellacked. Okay, so that means not only did they get shellacked, they probably also got the shit beat out of them too. It's not used to playing talent like that, mm-hmm. so they're probably going to be all bruised up, slow. Probably have some people out. Feel really good about that. Oh, by the way, that Georgia versus South Carolina—that was a lock of mine. All right. Next game here, Oregon versus BYU, over fifty-eight. I really want to take BYU money line here. I really liked what they did against Baylor. But this is one of those games I'm just going to stay away from the line. But I do believe it'll be a really electric game. I really, I mean. BYU looks good. What was that? BYU looks good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they look way better than I expect them to be. Not, not really looking forward to that coming to the Big 12 for Iowa State's sake. But I am for the entertainment value. I think they're going to be a great addition. And I think Oregon, only reason I wouldn't take Oregon to win this is because I really think Bo Nix fucking sucks. Like, he's just garbage. I'll stay, I'll stay on that to the day I die. The dude stinks. I said it freshman year when he made those crazy plays against Baylor that were all 100% luck, and it was clear as day it was luck because as soon as he tried doing those things over and over, he just sucked. It's terrible. Yeah, he's been a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I, I, he sucks. Next one, uh, Minnesota minus 28 versus Colorado. Colorado might be one of the five worst teams in the, in the nation. They are horrible. And Minnesota probably, and I – I'm not a big Minnesota lover, I am. but they are probably one of the most underrated teams at this point in the season in the nation. Um, so I think they should easily be able to just probably win like 30 to zero against Colorado. Only reason why I wouldn't take the over, and I just don't think Colorado's going to score. Uh, next game here, and this is a lock: Iowa versus Nevada, under 39. Uh, Nevada is terrible. They might not score any points against Iowa, which shows South Dakota State. Iowa is terrible on offense. Petrus. In his last nine games, has one touchdown and nine picks. He has one game over 60% completion percentage. It's such, Somehow, suddenly, he's still playing. It, it's such a bullshit thing that, like, Kirk's saying, oh, man, I, I'm faithful. I'm a faithful coach. I trust my – if this game was anything more than Nevada, he'd be switching. He's, he also he's simply see- keeping him in because he knows Nevada's trash, and he's hoping he could take advantage of a trash team. So he could be like, see, I told you Petrus is fine. He just needed a couple weeks. When the truth is, is yep. Nevada just sucks. He also pulled the he also pulled the move of he said, "I know the fans and the media are going to disagree, but he's like, I know this team, but well, clearly you don't. So I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> I, I, feel really, I don't know. I don't know what the, that backup at Iowa has done, but I mean, you got to feel like shit to watch this guy go out for two years straight being horrible. I think this is an ego thing. So I think if he knows, not that it's an Iowa hour, but I think he knows if he puts Padilla in." And this offense is still terrible. That he needs to take accountability and fire his son. I don't think he's. I don't think he's willing to accept that yet. Well, that's that's the thing is they did play Padilla last year and they were even worse. Oh my god! That's why. That's why they're so scared to go with him now. Padilla got got reps last year. I think Petrus went down with an injury and they were even worse. Jesus Christ! And he can uh, run it too, and they still were worse. For as well as they re- can recruit, I don't know what they're doing at the quarterback position. Uh, but that's a lock for me. I mean. Iowa's probably going to win like twenty to zero, and it's going to be on two on a pick six, a scoop and score, and maybe some safeties. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lock. Next one, a lock for me as well. Michigan State money line versus Washington. I believe I heard it somewhere like this is the biggest like there's never been a number eleven team playing an unranked team that was like a dog by this much. I know they're on the road, whatever, and the minus three sort of mean like the minus three means that if this was Michigan State, it'd probably be even odds. How? In what world? I mean, I I just don't get it. I don't get it. Next game, another 
uh, next game of mine, followed the Jeff Pickman trade. I'm taking SMU Moneyline versus Maryland. Um, I'm taking this because, one, I knew that Jeff was going to pick this. So I, I wanted to have some kind of podlock on this. But if if SMU is who you and a lot of the nation has hyped them up to be, I mean, they need to win. Like, this is a game that they should win. I know Maryland's not a slouch as it used to be, but, I mean, if SMU is, you know, banging the table, we, we're a P5 team, we have this money coming in, this is a game you need to go in Maryland, clean up, win it. Uh, honestly, just for fun, I was te- I was tempted to take the over 73 and a half. I'm not going to do it, but I really think that's funny. Uh, the last one I have is I know they just lost to whoever the hell they lost to last week. I'm going to take TAMU minus five versus Miami. I I, I really don't think that Jimbo is going to let his team do that again. I think he's going to have them fired up enough to go and just take out all their anger from blowing it last week and just beating the dog shit of Miami. Anthony Richardson, after how much we hyped him up, was horrible. Terrible. One of the worst performances Terrible. I've ever seen from a Power 5 quarterback in my life. He was missing Absolutely. checkdowns by five yards. Yeah, it was dreadful. Absolutely horrible. So, yeah, to reiterate my last three locks, Georgia minus 24.5 versus South Carolina, Iowa versus Nevada under 39, Michigan State money line versus Washington. Bang the gavel, three locks. I'm going to go 10 to no. Also, SMU wins and Tulane loses to Kansas State, who they're 14-point dogs to. SMU is the only undefeated left team in the American. That is pretty crazy. So, sole, sole, sole position for first, if that happens. Hey, you heard it here first? Alrighty. Um, I will jump into mine. I got a couple of uh, really large spreads to start here. First one is I'm taking Alabama minus 49 against UL Monroe. Um, I think this is just a you know, this is the Saban, like, get the team back in order. There's going to be the Saban standard for this game of things need to clean up because there is not acceptable against Texas. They're going to be like, they have to be a certain level efficient. He wants to see certain things with certain people. I think this line could not be big enough. I wouldn't be expe- surprised this game's like 65 to nothing based on how they looked last week against Texas. Just national, like, pretty embarrassing if you're Bama, honestly. The fact they're even in that game with the backup quarterback. Um, on one ankle and the fact that it was came down to a last second amazing play by Price Young to win that I'm taking whatever line this is I got Bama minus 49 and Bama did this last year against Auburn on the road in Auburn yeah I don't know what happened those Bama teams lately on the road they played down they must yeah they're not going to play down to UL Monroe but next one I got is uh, I have this is agree with Mo. This is also a lock. I got Georgia minus 24 against South Carolina. Last week, Georgia won 33 to nothing, but they played the head coach. The team they played was the guy who gave Kirby Smart his first job. So he's not going to run up the score on that dude. That game could have easily been like 60 to nothing. He should have. Um, yeah, that would have been very funny. He did. Who, who is that? <laughs> but, Who's the guy that gave him his first job? Let me see. Let me take a look at it. Or what what um, team did they play? Yeah. I'm trying to remember Georgia versus uh uh man this is some good podcasting right here for me um I'm I'm gonna sit here on this podcast we played Samford oh my god Samford Samford and their head coach is Chris Chris Hatcher so I guess Chris Hatcher gave you can definitely tell they didn't want to run up the score because it was thirty to zero at halftime. Yeah, so they clearly just like went into safe face in that one. So I think that game could have been – George looked amazing. We went against Oregon. So I think 24 oh. is easy locked there. South Carolina has no O-line. 
Rattler stinks. You saw what they're all, what the D line in Georgia can be like. So I think it's an easy one. Next one, this I think this is going against Jeff. I'm actually taking Syracuse. Did you have it? You said it was Purdue minus one, Jeff, on yours that you had minus one and a half. Okay, I'm taking Syracuse money line then. Um, the game is in Syracuse. Um, the Big Ten West looks like a like a joke this year. Um, number one team in the Big Ten West is Northwestern at the moment. Um, funny enough, because they had the one win against Nebraska. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of passing in this game. I think Purdue is a very good team, but I think Syracuse is just – this might be their year to start off hot. I don't believe in the Big Ten right now. So I like Syracuse to pick them here. That's a times two. Um, all right. I got my next one. I got Ole Miss minus 16 at Georgia Tech. Um, and Georgia Tech made DJ Uga Uga, DJ Ukulele, DJ <laughs> – you got to be kidding me. Whatever his name is. He made him look like trash. I made him look good. So that means that their defense is a disaster. Ole Miss actually is good at running the ball this year. Um, and that's where Georgia Tech struggles the most on defense is, um, I mean, sort of everything, but running is the most and passing. Um, so I like Ole Miss to cover the 16 here. I just don't think Georgia Tech can keep up with them. Um, next one I got, I got two picks in this game. Can't remember who it was in agreement with, but I got Florida State minus two. That's me. Um, so I'm with Jeff on this one. I think Florida State looks good this year. And Louisville is, I mean, they're a really tough team to figure out because they just look so bad week one. Um, they looked better last week, but it's not still, still nothing like what we thought they were going to look like this year. No. And I'm, I'm going to stick with a team that I think is, is has shown what they can do so far this year. So I like Florida State there. I'm also going to take the over of 67 in that game. Jeez. This is going to be all passing. It's you know, uh, a lot. Of, I think it opened at 65 and it got bet up to 67. And I still like it at 67. My God. That's my, I think it's my 11 bonus. Bit. So that's me on my, my bonus over. Next one. I got Notre Dame minus nine against Cal. This might be Notre Dame's only opportunity to get a win this year. Like, <laughs> they, they lost. <laughs> Notre Dame goes lost one last and week. 10. Let's see what is there. Let me look up their schedule. schedule. Like their schedules is is nuts. I got their um, schedule up right now. Lost. Schedule is always nuts. I just don't know what the hell. I don't know what Marcus Freeman's doing there. While you look up the schedule, yeah. Breaking news. They lost to Marshall. He's not, he's not okay. that okay. wrong. He, listen, they got after Cal. They got North Carolina, BYU, Stanford, Syracuse, Clemson, Navy, Boston College, and USC. <laughs> If I was, if I was them, six if I was them, I'd hurry up and join a conference because being independent, they are getting shit games. And by it's shit, a lot of I'm, money. That's why they're booking those. Yeah, I know, I know. They could be bringing a lot of money when you go one and nine. <laughs> what was the what was the breaking news? Yeah, but, or, well, breaking news. Uh, I can let you finish first. It's related to college football. I'll let you finish your picks, and I'll say it. All right, sounds good. So, yeah, I got Notre Dame minus nine there. Like they have to win this game. Like. I feel like this is, you got to roll your cards here. You got to get a win here. They, they're in like kind of that Nebraska boat where you know, they're getting beat by Marshall. That is not good. Not great for the Golden Caps. Um, and then Mo is also corrected. This is going to be a pod. Like I got the SMU money line against Maryland on this one. They look like they're exactly the same. Like nothing has changed from Sony Dykes to, I can't remember the coach's name, but nothing's really changed there. They're off. Like, awesome branding. Yeah, there it is. And, um, I just think they can compete with them. I don't know if uh, Tua's bro, Tunga Guy, uh, whatever his first name is, 
Tulua, is that it? I think it's Talia. Talia, there you go. Talia. Talia. Um, I don't know if I, I believe in him to, in its consistency. Um, so I like SMU money line here. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a lot of points. Pod so lock. I might as well pick a winner in that one. Pod lock. That's a pot lock. Next one I got, I think it's going against Mo. I got Miami plus five and a half against Texas A&M. Hmm. I actually think Tyler Van Dyke looks good for Miami. Um, and Texas A&M just can't score. Like, I mean, say what you will about, like, they're underperforming, which I think they definitely are. They're better than what they've shown. But at a certain point, like, there's a team that can score and there's a team that can't score. I think I like the team. I don't even know if I think Miami's going to win, but I like them to stay in this game at least. See this being a field goal game, um, if Texas can keep up. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if Miami won this game. But I'm going to take the Miami plus five and a half in this one. Next one, I got a team I've been betting on a lot so far this year. I got the North Texas money line against UNLV. Um, North Texas got their ass handed to them last week by SMU. But UNLV was like the worst team in college football last year. They were so bad. I, I pretty much won, I think, like the first six weeks of the season by just betting against whoever was play- or betting on who was ever playing them to cover, and they did. Um, I just don't think that the two-week start they've had here, which has been better than last year, is um, indicative of who they are. I think North Texas is a pretty decent team. It's only minus three is a line. I like North Texas. Um, and so that's what I'm going to take there. And then my next one here, I'm interested to see the reactions to this. I'm going to take Kansas plus nine at Houston. And Kansas got, might have a quarterback, actually. I think I think I, mean, I think the run of these games is gonna come down. I think they're gonna get the dog shit kicked out of them. Hey, they were good at dog shit kicked out of them or not, man. Them guys are scoring. They lead the nation in scoring yeah, they, points like, per game. I like their coach. I like their quarterback. Um, Houston just doesn't look good to start. Like you would think they would look better than this. I don't. I don't know if it's. Like just like they're just not trying, or if they're like not showing certain things in their playbook for whatever reason, I don't know. But like, till I see it, I'm gonna bet against it because I just don't. I'm not gonna bet, keep betting on their potential. And the Kansas can score, so I don't know if they're gonna win the game, but I think they'll be in it. I think a touchdown's good. Um, I can see them losing by a touchdown. So that is my, I believe, my tenth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Well, that's that's eleven actually. That's eleven. I have a lock of Georgia minus twenty four. My second lock is Florida State minus two, and my third lock is SMU money line. Before I move to NFL, not huge news, but pretty important news uh, for the college landscape and for NIL and whatnot going forward. Uh, all NCAA athletes who have entered the transfer portal since August thirty first, including nineteen D one football players, have been ordered to withdraw. Now NCAA is implementing and forcing uh, new transfer portal windows that will not open until December. So basically no more tampering. You can't leave your team midseason and all that transfer portal not open until December. Now. Yeah, that doesn't fix the issue. No, I, it does it's, I mean, it, I, what the important thing to note is here, I think a lot more changes will begin to start happening, yeah, which is sure. expected. I mean, you do one thing, the pendulum needs to swing back and forth until it gets back to the middle the- the number one best rule change they can make is if you want to transfer more than once in your college career, you have to sit. But this also it ends up making a it consequence. Like a, has to be. This will also end up making this like a free agency kind of period. So this will be sort of wild when December comes. For all sports, not just football is what the rule is. So, yeah. 
almost makes it worse. I'm not. I think it's not really the smartest of things they could have done, but we'll see what NCAA does there. Uh, but yeah, we can move on to the NFL now. All right, um, NFL. We do five picks. Um, these games, honestly, uh, this is only a thirty-minute episode so far. So I was thinking about going over all the games, but the lines are so bad that I, you know, I mean, we I can briefly talk about last week while I'm making these picks, but. There's really only five games even worth talking about, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into mine right away. Um, Colts, Jags, for my first one, going to be Colts minus three and a half versus the Jags. Um, Colts versus Texans, it was a 10-point spread. I never in a million years thought they'd win by 10, but I also never in a million years thought they would lose. A home opener with Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor and uh, Frank Reich and all those boys ready to go. The fact that they couldn't score more than 20 on the Texans, like, I don't know, but but as as not confident as I am in there, I'm even more not confident in the Jags. Like Washington isn't good. The Jags, I think, played up to their competition. I don't think that's the Jags. We'll see week two. I think Colts beat these guys. They haven't beat them since like 2015. They're about due. Um, Matt Ryan and JT are going to talk, and Frank Reich's going to talk, and they're going to get something cooking because clearly last year last week wasn't the answer, and they definitely have the talent to do way better. So Colts minus three and a half is my first one. Um, second one, and this line blew my mind. Like this actually blew my mind. How is Seattle nine point dogs to the Niners when the Niners just lost to the Bears, barely barely scored double digits, and the Seahawks beat the Broncos? How is that a thing? You're telling me the Broncos aren't better than the Bears. This is basically saying that the that the Broncos, or you're, this is basically saying that the Broncos are twenty points worse than the Bears, is what that's saying. I do have a lot to say about the game when it comes back around. Okay. Yeah, I'm just but saying that like that line right there. That too. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, unless I'm behind on some news or something, zero sense to me. Like, I think Trey Lance looks like shit. I thought he was going to be decent. I think he looks terrible. Like, he almost looks worse than Fields did last year to me. I Honestly, I don't, I don't really think for the Bears fans and for Niners fans, I don't think you can take away anything from that game. It was a monsoon. Bears, you're still going to be shit. Yeah. Niners, I think they'll probably be fine. Niners will be fine, but I don't know if they're I don't know if they're nine points over a team that came out and looked the way Seattle looked on Denver. Fine. Um, third pick here. The only reason I'm picking this is because the Jets are still without Zach Wilson, who's their best player probably in my mind since they lost those linemen this offseason. Uh, Browns minus six and a half versus the Jets. That Kareem Hunt. Uh, uh, Nick Chubb combo still looks super deadly. Nick Chubb runs it for 100 yards. Cream Hunt catches the touchdown passes. Like, still looks super good. Um, they managed to pull out a win against the Panthers at home with a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Um, so, I, I don't know. I think beating the Jets, I think the Ravens handled the Jets easily. The Jets hardly did shit. Um, so, just give me a touchdown there. Honestly, not as confident in that one. But, like I said, these games, these lines are so terrible. Like, I had to pick one. Like, that's that's kind of where I'm at on that. Like I I had to pick a game. So uh, these other two I actually feel really good about, and people are going to laugh. Bengals minus seven and a half versus the Cowboys. This line should be fucking ten. As a guy that watched the I entire Cowboys that. game, and the guy that's watched the Cowboys, especially now that they're out with that, without their best player, this team can't do jack shit. This team fucking sucks. The Cowboys actually fucking suck. And I know kids are going to be listening to this. Excuse my language, but this is fucking terrible. These, this Cowboys team right here, man, this Cowboys team right here, this team right here sucks right here. I'm telling you. The Bengals threw four picks and still 
almost won the game against the Steelers' defense. Cowboys, while, while the Cowboys were kind of stopping the, the Buccaneers for a while, I mean, the Buccaneers did only score one touchdown. While they were stopping them, their offense wasn't doing jack shit. We crossed the 50 one time. It was the beginning of the game. They scored three points, never did it again. Never they didn't cross the 50 for the rest of the game. That 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 stat might be false. That's that. I mean, I, I didn't really watch the game. But it didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it. So basically, to me, yeah, they didn't. So they the Cowboys went up 3 0. <laughs> Cowboys were the only team in the league. This is a real stat. Not to score a touchdown on Sunday. Only fucking team in the whole league. Not to score a touchdown. Keep in mind the Jags played, the Texans played, the Bears played. Okay, the Bears scored two more touchdowns than the damn Cowboys did in the rain against the Niners. Think about that. This Cowboys team is trash. I trusted Cooper Cup last year against the Vikings. No way. Bengals defense is too good. They were in the Super Bowl for a reason. Offensive line, going to have some issues with Micah Parsons and the boys, but I don't think it's enough issues to make this game anywhere close because only way the Cowboys score touchdowns here is if they're starting with the ball in field goal range, honestly. Um, Bengals minus 7.5. Fuck the Cowboys. And the fans that threw trash on Dak as he was walking out with a broken throwing hand, and he still, after he broke his hand, threw two more passes, didn't take himself out, threw two more passes, and you guys are throwing trash on him as he's walking out, just signed a five, seven, ten-year contract, some shit like that. Garbage. Fuck that franchise. Fuck that team. I hope Cowboy. I hope Dak gets traded this season. Next and Man, last. I agree with you. Next and last pick. Chargers Chiefs over fifty-four. Um, Keenan Allen's out. I just saw which is kind of shitty, but uh, I mean, I think the Chargers get down quick. The Chiefs look absolutely unstoppable once again. They scored 44 on Arizona last year or last week. I think the Chiefs are going to get down quick. They'll probably be down, honestly, double two scores in the first half, and I don't even think they're going to think about running the ball. This clock's going to be stopped like literally every 10 seconds. It's either going to be a huge completion or the clock's going to be stopped. So I think they get 54 just because the Chiefs will have so many opportunities to score touchdowns being a, a conference opponent, that they're just going to go ahead and pile it on. I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes has another five-touchdown game. So that's my last pick. Give me Chiefs, Chargers, over 54, um, and fuck the Cowboys. Uh, okay. I agree with the Cowboys. Hate. I will say that throwing trash at Dak thing was the most. That, so people always like to get on the Tell me what that guy's done. Please tell me. From, a outside, from the outside looking in, name just try to think back the last six years. Tell me one thing that man has done that would deserve any of that. One thing. Like, nothing. He's never said a controversial statement. He's never threw the city of Dallas down. He's never thrown down Jerry Jones, not even Mike McCarthy, and everyone can throw shade on that motherfucker. Never done any of that. And what do they do when he leaves with a broken hand? Trash on him. Hey. Taking that trash and throwing on McCarthy on the way out. Just going to say, they don't do anything doing that in Philly. Everyone wants to talk about Philly fans, but I was seeing other fans fighting and everything. Anyway. Terrible. Uh, cars blowing up. What was that? That was a Miami Dolphins game. Cars blowing up in the Dolphins game. Oh, yeah. Somebody left a grill on by a car. Imagine, <laughs> you, imagine you get out. You're like, oh, man, Dolphins beat the hell out of the Patriots. It's the best day of my life. Car is just fucking gone. Dude, oh, my God. I'd be like, yeah, I don't know whose grill that was. That's crazy. All right. First game I have here. I can't believe this is even a thing. Uh. Steelers money line versus New England. The Patriots, okay, so all offseason I'm hearing, the Patriots offense looks like shit. They came out against the Dolphins, and their offense looked like shit. They have 
a young quarterback, and for some reason, Bill Belichick thought, you know what this quarterback needs? Matt Patricia to be his offensive coordinator, a defensive coach who wasn't even that good of a coach anyway. What what is the what is the mindset behind this? Look just as bad as we thought they would, even worse. Even worse. Honestly. Steelers, they're defense. I mean, Steelers, look, no matter what's happening in the city of, of Pittsburgh on that team, Mike Tomlin will have that team ready to play. The man's never had a losing season ever as a head coach. This is not going to be a team that this team, even though they have the talent on offense, they're going to be prepared. They're going to play well. And that, we saw what they did to, to Burrow last week. Even team McCorkle Jones is going to do any better. Come on, get the hell out of here. Also, he's hurt, isn't he? Mac Jones. He has back spasms. He's got back spasms. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. He just sucks. Uh, next that, game I have game, is, And that game's in Pittsburgh. Yep. Exactly. Next game I have here, Lions minus one and a half versus Washington. This is the first game that the Lions have been favored in in 20 games. Damn. Um, Washington Losing confirmed. I didn't know played that. the Jags last week. As an Eagles fan, I've seen Wentz fuck up pretty brutally when he's went to Detroit in the past few years. And one of the few times the Eagles have lost the Lions is when Wentz blew it. Um, so I, I, I think Lions won the game last week against the Eagles. It wasn't as close to score. Show they were being a shell of them. I just don't know what Gannon was doing on defense. At the end of that, um, why he didn't play Jordan Davis more. Jordan Davis went on the field. Eagles passed. I mean, rush defense led up two yards per carry. Went off the field. They led up seven. I think the math there is pretty easy. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, the Lions, I, I just don't believe in Washington. I know Wentz looked all right last week. Pretty good, actually. But come on, it's the Jaguars. What are we doing here? Uh, next game I have here, uh, Falcons plus 10 and a half versus the Rams. The Falcons are not bad. I mean, they blew it against the Saints. I mean, they always blow games. The Falcons will do that, but they're not that bad. What the hell did the Rams show me last week to make this team 10 and a half point favorites over anybody? And they looked horrible. An elbow. And the, the Falcons are spicy if they can keep this closer. I mean, yeah, his elbow. Man, if anybody says when they're 30, whatever years old, and playing the league for 10 years, including being Detroit, get the shit be out of you for your whole career, this is the best you ever felt. No, nah, come on, man, you're lying. The best you ever felt was the day you got drafted in the NFL. No way the best you ever felt is now. Uh, yeah, Falcons plus Or the day he won the Super Bowl a couple months ago. Yeah, right. but I bet he felt like I bet his body felt terrible after though. I'm sure he felt great, but doesn't always body feel good. So he had to get elbow surgery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game I have here: Texans plus ten versus the Broncos. I mean, Texans showed it last year, and they're sort of showing again this year. They're not good. They're not good at all. But they're not truly terrible. And Davis Mills is competent enough as a stopgap quarterback. He's not going to really screw up that bad. Um, I just, I mean, I don't know what the Broncos were doing. I, I just don't know. I will say week one goofiness is a thing. Um, Broncos, uh, Seahawks fans don't look too much into that Broncos win. I just wouldn't. Geno Smith, he started to regress back towards the mean towards the end of that game. I don't think Geno's one of the two fumbles on the goal line also. Like, that's not going to Yeah, happen. Broncos should have easily won that game. Honestly, they could have easily won it. They just shot themselves in the foot a million times. And Nathaniel Hackett is clearly the reason Aaron Rodgers did not go to Denver because he must have known this guy's a complete fucking idiot. Worst coach I've ever seen in my life, and he's played one, he ever. one game. And he should have said nothing today because he was like, yeah, I probably should have done it. You should have said nothing. Uh, next well, one. He actually did of, come out and say that? Yeah, he said we should have went for it. <laughs> it's even worse. Yeah, at that point, say nothing. Uh, next game here. Speaking of teams who shouldn't take too much 
And so, so I have Seahawks plus eight and a half versus the Niners. I will say, Bears fans, do not look too much into that game. Hold it was board. a monsoon. Hold it was board. one like it was just crazy. And it was week one. I mean, nobody could even throw the ball much in that game. Fields, shout out to you. Shout out to the Bears. I'm happy you guys won. Nobody thought you guys even win a game. It was nice for you guys to do that at home. Um you guys are still the Bears. The Niners. Them not being able to pass is exactly why I thought the Niners would win, though. Yeah, but then Niners can't pass either. So that brings me to the Seahawks plus eight and a half. If this was not a, if these two teams were not in the same division, I would take Niners plus eight and a half because I just believe that defense is good enough. Only thing is, Kittle will probably be out again. People need to talk about this more. Kittle is is really injury prone. He's been hurt a lot the past few years. He might not play this week. Um, but Trey Lance, I know you draft a guy and like you put a lot of drafts on him, so you sort of have to play him just to make your investment worth it. He's not ready. You can't tell me Jimmy Garoppolo is not better than this guy at no. all. No. So that and I uh, sorry I've been talking a lot here, but I, I get the, the idea is you know Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling, you don't know Trey Lance's ceiling, so he could be really good. Jimmy Garoppolo has a higher floor, but maybe uh, Trey Lance has a higher ceiling. So maybe that's what we're trying to find out. But yeah. if I'm with those players in the locker room, give me three more weeks, and if Lance isn't it, you got to put Jimmy G back. Put in. Jimmy back in. Yeah. So Seahawks plus eight and a half versus Niners. My last pick. I'll stay captain for a reason. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah they they clearly He's on that team still. Yeah, they clearly oh, yeah. kept him because they knew this time may come. So I liked mm-hmm. I liked what they were doing with the Jimmy G starting and then goal line package where Trey Lance runs out. I think they should have kept that going a little longer. Yeah. I've never really been that big of a Trey Lance believer. I mean it'd be cool if he was good. I just I, I don't really see it at all. But hey, power to him if you if he figures it out at some point. Yep. Alrighty. I'll go the last one here. I got a. Uh... First one, I got Bills minus 10 against the Titans. I'm taking anything the Bills do. The Bills looked like perfect pretty much against the Rams. Josh Allen threw two picks and like one was against his fault, but I think that was the only bad pass he threw the entire day. He looked amazing. The receivers look awesome. Their offense looks awesome. Their defense looks awesome. The Titans, who they lose to? I know they lost again. The the Winks. I, bet on, I bet on them to cover. They lost the they Giants. They blew it against the Giants. They were winning like 21-7. Yeah. yeah, they were. They really blew that really badly. So I just don't. I, this is in. This is the first Bills game at home. There's going to be all the hype around the Bills that the team is excited. This when they just beat the Super Bowl champions, open a weekend. There's going to be so much energy. I expect the Bills to come out here and just fucking whoop them. Oh, and also, the only thing I'm worried about with the ten point spread is that last second, like fourth quarter backdoor cover. But I think the Bills are way better. Also, the balls on John? Brian Dayball, the coach of the Giants, in your first game ever kick an extra point to tie it with a minute left and you go for two and you have no timeouts you don't get it you lose you're 0-1-1 and he goes for it and they fucking get it like first game as a coach Giants coach first game as a head coach and he goes for yeah. two with the game on the line also I'll say for the Titans sake you probably should have paid AJ Brown probably should have paid that man yeah that damn man. it Tannehill, honestly, he had no one to throw to because Burke doesn't get open like that anyway. But we all saw what he did with A.J. Brown. It doesn't matter if he has someone getting open anyway. That motherfucker ain't going to make the throws when it matters. So That's true. He is. Only throws quite Which action. is why I said last year that Aaron Rodgers needs to fight his way onto the Titans because they had everything he needed last year. Or should have gone to the Eagles. He shouldn't have stayed with the Packers. Yeah. He shouldn't have gone to Denver. I said from the jump, should have been the Titans. 
I'm glad I stayed with the Packers for the record. My second pick, I got Bengals minus seven and a half against the Cowboys for all the same reason Jeff said. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck them. Um, I don't know why they're throwing trash at Dak. That doesn't make any sense to me. Honestly, I, um, I, I had their back. I wasn't giving up on them until I saw that. I was I was going to say, you know what? Uh, you know, I might not watch him while he's gone, but when he's back, I'm full support back on the, until I saw that. Because I've followed that man's career like the back of my hand, and never once has he even gave a sliver, a sliver of information to make you think he does not like Dallas or the team, ever. That's what pisses me off. I've witnessed uh, a Mike McCarthy with a mid-offense, including Aaron Rodgers, and it doesn't get better. So I don't have a lot of hope for the Cowboys. The Bengals, it, Joe Burrow was not going to throw four interceptions and lose a fumble every single game. The Bengals look like the Bengals. Jamar Chase is still that guy. Their defense is good. Um, I think Burrow will be better than that. I just, I think I saw somewhere that they said he sat in his locker and stared at the floor for three hours after the To be fair, so I, I, didn't Burrow lead the oh, league in interceptions sorry. last year? He tied with Matthew Stafford. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a guy that throws the yeah, he can throw five though, or four, whatever he threw. Yeah, he threw what he did have one time last year. I think where he threw three picks and three straight throws. But hey, we don't have to talk about that. That's hilarious. Because they went to the Super Bowl. True. <laughs> uh, next one. This is thing going against Jeff. I think I got the Jags plus four, and this is kind of because I it's I'm I'm a mixed feeling about this because I thought Lawrence looked worse than I was expecting him to look. I kind of thought he still looked like a rookie, but Doug Peterson is their coach still. I actually believe, I believe in him a lot as a coach and they do have some pieces. Like, I feel like if Lawrence just plays a little bit better, they can hang in this game. The Colts look like shit. Um, Jonathan Taylor was the only one that got offense that looked like any good at all. Matt Ryan seemed a little bit confused at times. I mean, they just couldn't move the ball consistently. It didn't feel like they had an identity. So I, I think they're going to win, but I don't, I don't know if they're really going to pull away with this. I can see this being a, I- Close game the whole round of someone on the field goal. I more right. think of the Jet. I more think of the Colts' defense when I think of the reason why they'll win. I mean, the Colts' defense still is DeForest Buckner, Darius uh, Leonard, those guys in the backfield that were killing it last year at DB. Like that's why I think they'll win. Fuck the offense and, and Quentin Nelson still. Real quick, I know he might have all the potential in the world, and I think and he very well may end up being really good. Why do I see QB list? With Trevor Lawrence still ranked in like the top sixteen quarterbacks in the NFL right now, what the hell has he done? Where did you he see that list? Like, at? Uh, some Stephen Ruiz got it was like some PFF probably. No, it wasn't PFF. He was actually an anti PFF guy. Um, oh. but like this guy has looked like shit, and I get it. He's been young and doesn't really have talent. That's fine, and I'm not dogging him for it. But I mean, eventually we gotta rank this guy for what he's done. What has this guy done better than? Many quirks behind him. What has he done better than Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones? He's ranked higher than those two. Yeah, they had Jalen Hurts behind Geno Smith. Oh Jesus! Yeah, look, this ain't about Jalen Hurts. I just don't. Trevor Lawrence is just as bad as all the other guys from last year, and worse than Mac Jones. So I don't know. I feel like he's getting a pass. Honestly, like he has not looked good at all, and people just haven't noticed or talked about. The thing is, doesn't look. The thing is, he's up. I mean, in my opinion, at least, he's deserved a pass. Like. Urban Meyer, first-year head coach, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Travis Etienne, hurt on day one. No receivers. DJ Chark leaves right before the season starts. Marvin Jones goes down right away. Like, this is the first year you can really judge Trevor Lawrence. It's been one game, so you just have to wait and see. 
which is your point also. They shouldn't rate him at all. 16 is yeah. way too high, but I also wouldn't go as to say as he's the 32nd best either. I will say I just wouldn't I have rate him seen, at all. And not to take away from Brian Sign, not to make it a whole NFL analyst thing, but I will say I've seen people break down Trevor Lawrence's film. All of them pretty much come to the same thing as he has Arthur right now. He just like does not see the field well at all. Like just makes horrible decisions and just doesn't make the right reads or anything. All things that can be fixed, but that is his issue right now. He just doesn't see the field well. Definitely, at all. He definitely panics. It seems like he panics at times. Um, my next one, uh, same same reasons you said, Mo. Steelers money line. I don't understand this at all. It's in Pittsburgh. Like, what what about last week made you think Pittsburgh doesn't have very has has a decent team? Patriots look horrible. They looked terrible in offense all year last year. They looked terrible in offense for like three years in a row now since Tom Brady left. And like, at what point now are we just going to be like, okay, they're just a very below average offense with a okay defense and. I think as long as Trubisky can put together a few competent drives, you're going to be fine. I mean, there's even without TJ Watt, their defense is good. Fitzpatrick is amazing, as we know. And like, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand this line at all. I don't know why you would pick anyone else other than this. I would have thought the Steelers would be favored by like five this game. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, and I then my last one, this is a... My last one, this is a... Please, God, let this happen. Packers minus 10 against the Bears. This reminds me so much of last year with the Packers laying leg week one and they come back and they're going to start slow and somehow cover in the end against the Bears. Bears have beaten the Packers four times since 2009. Um, it's in Green Bay. The offense is going to have to look better. They're going to get A.J. Dillon the ball. They're going to get Aaron Jones the ball. The receivers don't even have to be good for their offense to move. They just need to use the offense better. The receivers will figure it out. So I like the Packers to cover by 10. I think this game is going to be like, it's going to be like 28 to 11, 28 to 12 or some shit like that. It'll be a weird game, but I hope they do. I don't cover. see the bears moving much. I hope they do cover for how much I dogged out the bears to start this podcast. Being the year I need, I need them to go back to me back. if they went to in a row, boy, we're and they were, they were that bad in the first half of the game. Like, it's not like they were like, yeah, they at halftime, like, they yeah. had, had like, they had like 20 positive yeah, yards I was, and hadn't gotten a first down. I was so yeah. confident about that Niners bet at halftime. I, I almost didn't even watch it. Like they were not doing anything. They could barely cross the midfield. Like I don't even know if they did in the first half. It was that bad. Their, their, their touchdown was on a broken play that Justin Fields has like danced around for like ever until some guy went all the way across the field. and was wide open. Yeah. And like immediately the Niners turned it over and then just the whole momentum switched. And then they're just like, threw a pick on the first going. it wasn't like the bears showed up Threw a pick on the first play. And they had a muff punt inside the 22, which the bears yeah. also yeah. Yeah. got a field goal out of. But yeah, that's besides the point. But yeah, yeah their offense is trash. To the Packers game, because I had the Packers, so I watched a lot of it. I feel like if old boy catches that long ball right away, that the Packers stay in that because they're motivated and like ready to go. I feel like after that play, when they had the yeah. punt and the Vikings went down and scored again, it was just like, all right, here we go. We're done already. Yeah, they had that drop, and they would have scored on that goal line, fourth and goal. I mean, they came at a very different. I felt like the Packers were very much in that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. Yeah, those are my five. I, uh, I like that video of him dropping it too, and then the camera shows Aaron Rodgers' face, and he kind of gives a look like, I told you motherfuckers not to let Devontae go. Like, <laughs> like they're like, they're like, no, man. How much does he want? I'll pay. Yeah, they're like, no, man, we'll let, Adam, we'll let Adams go. You'll be fine with these guys. You'll be fine with these guys. Trust us. And then he dropped that ball, and he looked over like, look who was right. 
It was also real rude the whole game. They assisted on having the Packers offense versus Devonte Adams yeah. yardage tracker. That was that was rude. They didn't do that. Ready? That that it. That's hey, yeah, that's it. That closes out. That's, that's it right it. there. Hey, right. shout out to our the, the boys over at Texas, the ones we hate so much for keeping it close to Bama. Most shout out to Spencer Petrus too. Highest or most streamed game in college football history was Texas Alabama. Hey, shout out to Iowa. Really? Shout yeah. out to Brian Ferris. Shout out to Spencer Petrus. You are the two worst things in football. I you're love you, for, for You're great for us, though. Cyclone Nation, let's ride. Yeah, hawks thank, down. Thank you. Hey, hey, this trophy this year, shout out to Brian Ferris. That one goes to you, buddy. Hey, we. if you ever want to touch that trophy, there's a nice spot down in Ames for you to go put your little hand on it. Okay, shout out to you, man. Thank you. <laughs> without yeah. You couldn't have done it without you. Literally could not have done it without you. Nope. On that note...